personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Leaf, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Let's get that investment going now. So we did personal risk tolerance. We showed you about your emotional health, your time. We talked about your net worth, your liquid, your illiquid. We talked about the news and what's going on because that's affecting my emotional risk tolerance. This seesaw of COVID is when GNC is going out of business. It makes me nuts, especially with Microsoft, because I thought, like I was saying, that they were behind this whole thing. So if they're behind this whole thing, how come they're closing all their stores? Like, it's just so I want to get my investment, but the personal risk tolerance thing. It's a good thing that we learned how to be cool with Eric. I'm drinking that pink stuff now. So the pink rosé, we're good. It's Sunday. Life is good. That's when you have your rosé. Good times. And now what we want to do is get that investment going. And what you need to do when you're getting your investment going, we talked about getting your bottom line a few weeks ago. We talked about capitalization rate. And you were saying to me just the other day, you said to me, well, what about when someone's buying a second house? Like, come on, you you use this like a building. Is that what you said? Well, I think that if you haven't invested in real estate, the first thing that people automatically think of is, let me buy a house. If I currently own a house, I know how to run a house. So I'm going to take my extra money. I'm going to buy a house. And just to be clear, a house can be your co-op. It could be your condo. It could be your townhouse. Yeah, it could a be residential. Your what she's saying is just a residential block. Yeah, because you think it's simple. I buy it. I maybe get a loan and then I rent it out. And then the question becomes, do I rent it out for the, my mortgage loan amount or how do I determine if it's going to be a good investment? That's a good question. How do I determine if it's going to be a good investment because you do your cap rate? Yeah. And so what that basically means is it's not, your rent is not going to be what your mortgage payment is. Don't even think about a loan right now. You have to do the numbers of how much it costs to carry the property. So if you want to buy, let's just do simple math, a place that's $500,000, then you have to say, okay, besides buying it for $500,000, how much is it going to cost me to keep this? So do an anticipated, what is my utilities going to cost? What are the taxes going to cost? Is there any homeowners association fees? How much is it going to cost me to carry this property? Then you have to look at what are the current rents in the area? How much are people getting for comparable things? And after you do that, then you decide, do the numbers make sense? Well, I got some more numbers. What happens when you don't um, have a tenant for a little while? Can you afford that one? Yeah, you always have to say how much money do you have to cover if you're not getting your rent. What about a brokerage fee? Because they don't do this stuff for free. 6%. 6%. I, I got another one. Um, sometimes you said 6%. That's on the buy or sell. Sometimes you, sometimes you get down to 4% or lower, but they want 10 to 15% on the rental loan. So like, who knows? But uh, let's, let's go for some other fees. You know, the prior tenant that left? Yeah. They didn't leave it clean. So <laughs> you have to redo the car. But don't you have, have security deposit? Well, who knows if you're going to keep it and who knows a lot of, a lot of these tenants, what they like to do is they just don't pay the last month's rent and then you got to haggle about the security. And sometimes you say to yourself, yeah, I could sue them for the thousand bucks, but by the time I'm done with the suing, what's the point? Yeah. These are all things you have to consider. It's not just how much rent versus what your mortgage payment would so be. So let's back up the question. The question was like this. A few weeks ago, we were talking about capitalization rate and why we're doing capitalization rate. We were doing it because we were explaining that when you're doing a purchase, an acquisition of an investment property, you can't value it on a comp 
comparative analysis, a comp analysis based on how other properties are trading. And you can't value it based on the cost of the land and the cost of improvements. You can solely and only value it based on its net operating income and the degree of return you expect to get on that net operating risk income based on the amount of risk and time that you're putting into it. And that's what capitalization rate comes down to. And the question that Lauren and I were discussing was, is this equally true if you're buying a residential property? Because most brokers are going to tell you, you just do a comp analysis on residential property. And I guess what we're trying to say to you is you don't. They're wrong. Sorry. You do the income approach to appraisal, and yes, your bank, your lender may not do that approach. They might want a comp analysis, but when you're investing in real estate, you have to say to yourself, am I getting the rate of return, the annual rate of return, the annual rate of return without taking account to my debt service or my loan, the annual rent rate of return without taking the debt service to my loan based on the risk and time I'm going to be having in this property and the amount of money I'm going to be tying up in it? Is that what I want to do with my business? And Lauren's saying, well... How do you know if you can even afford it? Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. Also, the mortgage rates are going to be different depending on if it's your primary resident or if it's a secondary resident. I know someone that just got a primary refinance, 2.85%, Lauren. Yeah, so there you go right now. If people say, do I get a mortgage if I have the cash? I say get a mortgage right now if you can because it's pretty much free. But just to be clear, as Lauren said, there's different rates on primary and secondary. Usually when you're getting commercial property, you don't get all the same advantages as you'd get when doing your primary property. So, for example, we have this property, a commercial building, where, where uh, our interest on the mortgage is something like 5%. It's close to that. And I want to refinance it, but I can't because there's a prepayment penalty in the loan that says that I can only pay it off myself and I can't use a refinance to pay it off. So even though I could probably get around 3% on a commercial property right now, I can't do it because of this prepayment penalty. Whoa, now whoa, that- whoa, whoa. I just want to rewind and talk about prepayment penalty because that really hits home. One of the first things you have to look at when you're talking about getting a loan is will can I even pay it off before the 30 years? So I have a friend of mine that actually was refinancing, he called me the other night and he goes, well, do I need a lawyer to represent me when I'm refinancing? And I said, in the state of New York, a reverse mortgage requires each party, the bank and the individual have an attorney. And a reverse mortgage means they're giving you some of the equity in the house as like an annuity as you're still living there and they're depleting the equity. We don't need to do that today because it's not really investing. But in a traditional mortgage or a traditional refinance, you don't need an attorney. But what Lauren's telling you is you got to read the note. The note is the document that you owe the money back on. It's not just words on a page. Like It can make a very big difference if you have a prepayment penalty. And I guess what I was saying, though, to loop back, is that when you're doing a primary conforming loan, like a normal house on a normal subdivision, there's not going to be a prepayment penalty. There's laws in New York that restrict it in certain properties and things like that. But when you get into investment property, those things are out the window. They can have a prepayment penalty. And I took a loan with a prepayment penalty. Why did I do it? Because my emotional health, my financial health, and my needs at that moment, that was the way to move forward. Now, looking back on it, vision is 2020. But at the moment, that was the right time. Who knew there was going to be 3% mortgages today? So just to break that down, that means that you can't refinance on the pre if you have a prepayment. Well, you can. That's not true, Lauren. You can refinance. You just got to pay astronomical money. So it makes it impractical. To me, so then you can't refinance. Well, you can. It's just impractical and stupid. Like yeah, the word so can. you can't. You shouldn't. 
So I say you can't. I say it's you shouldn't. Not, it's not an option. Well, my microphone's louder than yours. So, ah. Ah. <laughs> so anyway, back to where we were is that we were talking about when you're going to buy a property and you can get an investment. I just want to be clear that an investment can be a house. We actually own a house that we used to live in and we now rent it out. That's one of the properties that we rent out. And I actually have a colleague of mine. He said to me, I was thinking about renting out my house, as we said, and because he's going to move. And he goes, I was thinking about renting out my house but I don't think the rent's enough money on it. And I said, you know what? You have to look at how much money you're going to lose if you sold this house and bought a different house because the transaction costs of getting out of one property and getting into another property may make the fact that you're getting less money on the current property beneficial as opposed to getting into the new property. Okay. So in English, what he's saying is that let's just say you sell your home for $500,000 and there's $60,000 in transaction fees or whatever, 20000 So what do you have to pay? Let's just go over that. You have to pay your transfer tax. That's a New York state tax. If you live in the city, there's another transfer tax on that one. You got to pay your brokerage fees. When you buy a property, you're going to have to pay regional taxes. Like let's say you're in the Southampton, they have Peconic regional tax. You're going to have to pay title insurance. You're going to have to pay attorneys on both sides. There's going to be mortgage tax. There's going to be recording fees. There's just fees. The government wants their money. And when you sell and when you buy, there's different fees. But these numbers add up. And, and besides you don't get them the, back. You never get them back. They're gone. And besides that, you get this title insurance, which you need. You need title insurance. But why do you need title insurance? Because it's ensuring you own what you think you bought and no one has a superior interest in it. But it costs money. It's a one-time fee and you're just out the money. So sometimes, and that's why circumstance really matters, Lauren, you're Current investment, which is a poor investment, has bad capitalization rate, is a better move than getting a different investment because you're already in the current investment and then you don't have to have the transaction costs out and the transaction costs in to buy a different property. And I'm just going to repeat, the transaction costs are goodbye money. You're not going to see that back. So you have to put that into the equation. Lauren, when someone says, I own a house that's worth $500,000, I'm worth $500,000. No, you're not stupid. Unless you own it full right and no. then you have to think about no. the transaction. No, even if you own it 100%, you're not worth 500 because you got to pay that broker. That broker is going to want, and you might be like, I'm going to do it myself. Good luck with that one. And so you're going to pay that broker. Let's say you're paying them 4%. Let's say you just pay them 4%. Well, now you're only worth 480. So I could tell you that just to start off with. And forgetting that 4%, you also have to pay the transfer tax. And then you're probably going to want to live somewhere in the future. So when you buy the new place, like I'm just telling you, your numbers aren't, you got to know these numbers. So we were talking about whether you should get a loan and how much of a loan you should get and how should you know how you should invest in this thing. And I mentioned that you should want to look at whether you have a prepayment penalty. You're also going to want to do a lot of other things. Why? When you off want to get a commercial loan, what type of documents do they want, Lauren? They want to see all of your income and all of your expenses. So you better so, have done your taxes. And I know we're having delayed taxes these days, but you better get that together if you want to get a loan. Oh, yeah. If you didn't do your taxes, then you just there's just no point. Like, you have to do that. You have to do a personal financial statement too, normally. Um, there's lots of documents that you have to show your that you have to show. When you're done with putting together your documents to get a loan, you're going to feel like an accountant yourself. What we're going to do next week is we're going to break out those documents, talk about loan guarantees. We'll get into rules about uh, due on sale clauses on loans and a few other choices with investors. But for now, if you enjoyed listening to our episode, we want you to go on the Apple Podcasts, type in Andrew Lieb, and then we want you to leave L-I-E-B and leave a five-star review and tell them how great we are. Because after all, we're coming to you live thanks to Bryn Elliott team at Douglas Elliman. 
Thanks for running, underwriting this segment. We'll see you next week. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com.